It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, Jordan. Well, thank you for hanging out for a couple of minutes. Uh, We've had an opportunity over the course of the last couple of months to get to know some of your counterparts in baseball operations. And, you know, we always and often talk with Gary and Kim and Donnie, um, but we don't always get to know a lot of the folks that people don't know their names, right? You guys are working hard behind the scenes. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Jackson, manager of baseball operations. I want to know a lot about your path and how you've gotten here, but let me first start by asking you, your responsibilities as the manager of baseball operations is what? So thanks for having me, Kyle. Um, I would answer that with, uh, there are very broad responsibilities, um, covers a lot of different areas. Um, generally, anything that is major league team related um, is going to involve a baseball operations manager. Uh, but there are also other areas like player development, pro scouting, um, and just depending on what time of the year it is and where we are in the major league baseball calendar, um, I'll kind of get pulled in that direction. So it's it's exciting. Um, there no two days are the same, uh, but it's uh, it is a, a a I guess we run the gamut of responsibilities uh, that I get to kind of take part in. So here's a wildly unfair question. Then it's game seventy five on it's a game seventy five on the playing calendar. Yeah, your daily. Routine and responsibility in the middle of June, in the middle of the week. Jordan, you're doing what? So our main priority is to win games. So I'd say if it's the middle of the season, um, 90% of what I do on that day is probably geared towards winning that day's game. Uh, so there's a, a lot of information and materials that go into winning each day's game. Are you in the clubhouse? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah. So we. Uh, so there's a lot of inf- uh, a lot of information that we have that goes to the clubhouse from you know the various people that work in baseball operations and analytics, um, and they do a great job working hard to try to build things and and come up with data that could give us an advantage on the field. So my responsibility uh, broadly is to kind of take that information and take the things that we feel are most important and can help us win down to the clubhouse and inform coaches and players about the best way we think to go about uh, winning those games, obviously with input from them, um, which is a big part of it. But uh, yeah, that's that's I'd say 90 percent of it is is literally that during the season, during the regular season. season, your attention and focus is on manager coaches players disseminating information to put them in the best possible position to win that night correct correct all about um i think a a good way to put it would be all the teams in major league baseball have access to information and most of it is the same most teams have the ability to to get the same information as other teams it's really the advantage i think can be how you gather interpret and how efficient you can relay that data and turn it into action on the field. Oh. The information you get 
is coming from who? Or is this all the work that you've done during the day? I assume this is coming from many different people and angles? Many different people and angles. Um, I'm a small part of it, but there are you know a group of uh, be eight to ten of us this year that, that work hard every single day on coming up with the best information we can to win those games. Where are you during the games? During the games, um, I, uh, I obviously I think watching the games is one of the most important parts of my job. Uh, I think that that's, that's going to help not only uh, me get better at my job, but also help me come up with you know what I think we need to, uh, to continue to work on, to continue to get to where we're trying to go. You're watching inside the clubhouse on a TV, or are you upstairs? Uh, it depends. Uh, okay. I think there, there, there are some days where um, maybe uh, some duties that maybe uh, we need to do during the game uh, require me to be in the clubhouse. Um, but uh, I like to watch from uh, outside as well in the stands. Uh, I think that's a different perspective oh. that I enjoy also. Um, but a lot of times, yeah, it is on a TV, whether that's in the clubhouse or, you know, in an office somewhere. But try to mix it up. So I guess let me get this right. The, the information you're providing a majority of the time is analytically driven to put these guys in a position where, I mean, is broad – I'm just throwing this out there. Broad information, you're sitting down with X player – if you're in a one-two count, 97% of the time, he's going to throw a curveball away. Is that the kind of information you're relaying to coaches, Donnie, players? Is, is that kind of sort of the information that these guys are getting? Yeah, I'd say that's, that's, uh, that is definitely part of it. I think uh, we um, try to do a good job of anticipating what will happen based on things that have happened in the past. Um, and, yes, that, that is – uh, information is largely driven by data that we have and gather um, or the MLB gathers um, and disseminates to the teams. But, yeah, um, uh, pitch pitch types and okay. certain counts are definitely uh, something that we look at. Um, we're, we're looking at, you know, uh, the opposite angle as well, what, 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 uh, what hitters do to certain pitches and how well they fare against other pitches and where we can seek to kind of find an advantage there as well. But base running is something we look at, defense, um, you know, stealing bases, all of that. We try to find an advantage in, in any of those areas. How active are you, and you'll see where I'm going with this, but how active are you during the middle of a game relaying information? If, if there's something you guys are catching, you and your team, that's like they may not see it right now because there's a million things going on in the dugout, but somebody's got to know. I mean, is that allowed? I, I don't know. How? Yeah, so I'd say that once the game starts, it's largely out of my hands and, uh -huh. any, and anyone that's you know not directly involved, such as the coaches or players. Um, I think anything we pick up during a game is largely going to be used for the upcoming games oh, yeah, or, okay. or the next games. Yeah, I think that um, uh, for coaches – uh, we're, our, we do our best job to kind of uh, help them pick up and prepare for things that they may see. And sometimes that's a variety of things they may or may not see. And there are a couple of different ways it could go. And, you know, just to try to give them the best information they can to react when they do get that in, uh, get those, uh, make those decisions. How different do you watch a game as opposed to how a fan watches it? Um, I, yeah, that's a tough question. I think, um, they're definitely. I definitely watch games differently now than maybe I did growing up. But uh, I think it's more about just I'm looking or probably focused on certain things that maybe other people aren't. Um, it, it, it's tough to say, but yeah, there's there's it's kind of a game within the game, and um, you know I'm I'm looking for maybe situations that may have come up. 
before the game that, you know, I'm thinking or we're talking about that could happen. And when they do happen, it's, you know, all right, that's great. But when they don't, you know, it's also that uh, uh, also happens. So I think it's 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 more about where I'm looking and where I'm focused. And sometimes that isn't necessarily where the majority of people are focused because it's not always where the action is. How, how stressful is it? watching games because if you're disseminating information again this isn't you doing all this work but if some dude goes 0 for 3 and he's sitting up there and all the information that's been provided to him is that he was in a one-two count three times tonight and 78 percent of the time this dude's gonna throw him a fastball away and he throws him three sliders he's 0 for 3 with three strikeouts swinging are you like what the bleep because this guy's coming to me and he's gonna be like what are you guys doing yeah well, my first answer would be, uh, and something I try to always remember, is baseball's a really, really, really hard game to play. Right. Um, it's full of cat and mouse. It is. It is. And even sometimes when you know what's coming or think you know what's coming, it's, you still get beat. And that's, that's part right. of it. It's a, uh, you fail more in this game than you do in any other you know, professional sport for the most part. So um, I, I, I don't know. I think uh, uh, I, don't say, I would say I'm not stressed because, again, it's so much out of my hands. Like our my job is is not uh is to prepare as best as I can. Right, you guys aren't making it up as right. you go. You're right, not right, walking right. in at right. six o'clock for a seven o'clock game. And right. yeah, we work hard. We work hard. All of us. We work right. hard to try to prepare as best we can. Prepare the coaches as best we can, and they prepare the players as best they can. But sometimes, you know, this game beats you, and right. that's part of it. Uh, now that we've got that part out of the way, but I always find the roles and responsibilities of so many people that people have no idea who they are. You can walk through the stands and be like. Guy's got a Marlin sweatshirt on, must be here as a fan. But there are so many integral parts to the operation that you hope leads to a championship every year. Um, who is Jordan Jackson? Where'd you grow up? Why are you here? How'd you get here? So I took a bit of a different route um, than most people, I would say, in baseball. I, uh, I grew up, you know, big fan of the game, um, huge fan of the game. Uh, and uh, obviously played growing up. Where'd you grow up? Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Obviously played growing up. Team was? Um, I was a fan of the Cardinals growing up. That was Cardinals country. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Cardinals country. Um, our, the AAA team for the Cardinals right, was in Memphis. Right, the Redbirds, yeah. Yep. So uh, I got to see a lot of, you know, uh, really good players. Albert Pujols, oh, yeah. uh, Adam Wainwright, Matt Carpenter. You saw them all growing David up. Freeze. Yeah, a lot of guys came up th- uh, through that system uh, that I got to see. And so, yeah, I definitely fell in love uh uh, with baseball, watching that team and watching uh, those guys go to St. Louis. Um, went to uh, when I got to college, uh, I knew I stu- I wanted to work in baseball. Um, wasn't sure how. Um, was an economics major, and so uh, I learned a lot about the business of sports um, and how uh, the leagues operated, mm-hmm. how teams operated, how they you know tried to find value in places. And I took that information and, you know, I, I, I thought that uh, for me, maybe uh, a legal background would help me have a chance to get into, into uh, these rooms with a team or with MLB and, you know, participate in some of the uh, decision-making processes on a, uh, on a broad level. Mm-hmm. So I went to law school. Where was the undergrad? I went to Vanderbilt, sorry. For, uh, oh, you did? Uh, okay. Undergrad, yeah. I, was, uh, I went to Vanderbilt. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, we did win the national championship there. Let me uh, call a 30-second timeout yeah. then. 
were you were you working with the baseball program when you were at Vanderbilt? No, so I uh, they I did not work with the baseball team there. However, the um, hitting coach at the time at Vanderbilt, Travis Jewett, um, he would wind up being hired as the head coach at Tulane University a couple of years later, where I would attend law school. And at that time, we connected, and I was able to kind to kind of uh, form a relationship with him and uh, leaning on that mutual Vanderbilt background. And I worked with the team there for a couple of years doing, uh, you know, something similar to what I do now, uh, gathering information about scouting reports, analytics information, and kind of preparing that team to go out and play every day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So go back to Vanderbilt for me yep. then. You weren't working with the baseball program. You grew up loving baseball, loving the Cardinals, growing up in Memphis. When you were doing your undergrad at Vanderbilt, are you just devouring baseball reference in the morning, just hoping somehow life leads you to a MLB front office? Or when did you start to tailor and hone in on MLB front office like what were you doing at Vanderbilt so when I was there uh, I'd say that uh, it was kind of a twofold thing number one um, I reached out to as many people as I could so I met with people from MLB okay. with teams kind of formed relationships um, to try to set up something for the future uh, unfortunately at the time nothing materialized but those relationships I'd say were like the the foundation or they, those were the the building blocks to to where I was able to climb to you were on a great building block at Vanderbilt though that's a prestigious university and you probably had access or at least were able to develop relationships there yeah I was very fortunate um very fortunate to uh to meet people there that that helped me um to take classes there that inspired me um and kind of pushed me to be better. So yeah, uh, that's that's that, that was definitely a big part of the journey for sure. And why why did you have to pursue a legal background? Did you feel like that was just the best opportunity to get where you ultimately wanted to be? Yeah, is that what most people do? I don't know. Is, that, is there a lot of law backgrounds in baseball ops? Uh, you start to see more of them, but um, not really a traditional path into into baseball operations. Yeah. Um, fortunately, like I said, I was able to meet a couple of people that, that had that background. Um, and all it really took for me was to see one person do it. And I was like, well, you know, if it worked for them, uh, there's a good chance it could work for me. But at the same time, I knew that, you know, it would give me a, uh, a solid array of options to get in. It wasn't pinning all of my right. uh, aspirations on one path. I would have a couple of different angles to attack it. Like I mentioned, like there's MLB, uh, right. the MLB aspect, there's the club aspect, um, the Major League Players, uh, Baseball Players Association aspect of it. So there's a couple of different paths where uh, I thought law school would give me the best chance at having the best option. And you started to tailor it a little bit at Tulane when you started working with the baseball team doing what? Uh, so I did a lot of uh, uh, advanced scouting, basically. Um, at the college level. At the college level, yeah. And it's um, when I was there... Um, at the college level, for most teams, it was pretty elementary. 
Um, there was a lot of video involved um, and some rudimentary statistics um, that I probably wouldn't count as much on now to be predictive, yeah. but uh, uh, able to kind of see that from the ground up and able to kind of uh, grow into something as that program was growing into something um, on a national level was uh, was fun for me. Um, it gave me a chance to kind of to get get used to uh, what it takes to try to get ready to play a baseball game. You're in law school for how long there? How long were you with the baseball team? So I was in law school for three years. I worked with the baseball team and the athletic department for two years. And you go where after there? As we start to piece together how you're sitting here, we're doing this now at Lone Depot Park. So I'd say one other, uh, I mentioned it was twofold earlier. There's a second part of uh, what I did at Tulane that kind of really, uh, really, really helped me. And, and, and uh, I'd be remiss not to mention it. So uh, Tulane has uh, quite a few people. Uh, they graduate from that school and go on and matriculate and be uh, uh, work in sports in various capacities. Oh, really? A lot oh. of uh, a lot of alumni uh, from Tulane Law School oh, uh, wow. are um, you know in, in in NFL, MLB, NBA, um, and other areas. So, uh, including uh, the uh, he didn't go to the law school there, but he graduated from the university. Uh, Andrew Friedman, who's the GM of the Dodgers. So. Um, there, there, there was a, pa- uh, 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 I guess, a blueprint laid out mm-hmm. for me. Um, and one of the things that, that, that Tulane does is host a competition um, that is a mock arbitration competition. So for the really? people, I guess, that aren't familiar with the arbitration system in, in Major League Baseball. Baseball specifically, this is the... MLB salary arbitration uh, is uh, one of the ways that uh, MLB and uh, players come together to agree on contracts for upcoming seasons. And basically it, it looks at all of the, uh, your performance, your statistics from the previous year right. and assigns you a, uh, a value, a dollar figure for the upcoming season. So uh, Tulane University uh, holds a mock competition. And the most important part of that is the judges for that competition or the, the arbiters uh, per se are uh, people that work in the industry. So we had GMs, we had uh, uh, agents, we had people from Major League Baseball, people from Major League Baseball Player Association. They would all come in, and it was a great opportunity to meet, network, and ask those people wow. questions. So that, um, when I talked about the building blocks, that furthered my you know network of people that I that I knew in baseball, and those people turned out to be great mentors for me. Your first stop in Major League Baseball was where? So after graduating from Tulane, about a week later, uh, I started with the Atlanta Braves. Um, just on a whim, just an application like everybody else. So I'd apply. I, I wish it was that easy. Um, I'd applied uh, uh, really for several years, but during that cycle, uh, I'd applied to uh, several different places. Um, it gotten close a few times, uh, but no cigar. And then eventually, uh, yeah, uh, I was able to be fortunate enough to be accepted to be the uh, first Bill Lucas uh, Fellow for the Atlanta Braves. What's that? Tell me what that is. So uh, the Bill Lucas Fellowship was created in 2017 by the Braves um, to honor uh, Bill Lucas, who was the first black uh, uh, general manager. Uh, He worked for Ted Turner for the Braves in the 70s, and uh, he was, uh, from by all accounts, a a, a, a incredible person, just as incredible a person as he was a baseball mind. But uh, he was uh, his legacy is 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 right up there with Hank Aaron and some of the other greats uh, in Atlanta history. So this this program was designed to honor him and give people um, that looked like him an opportunity. Sorry, uh, you were the first recipient. The first the in twenty seventeen. So twenty eighteen is when I began. Okay. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, the the first to uh, kind of honor that legacy and try to can carry forth uh, some of the ideals that he inspired. Interesting. So you were doing what with the Braves then? So that program involved a little bit of a uh, a rotation uh, among departments. So I spent a little time with the people in player development, a little time with the amateur scout, amateur scouts, the pro scouts, um, the people in the front office. So all over the place in baseball I a, ops. I got a piece of every single part of it. Interesting. Yep. Which and, was really cool. And you were there for one year? So I spent a year and a half there. A year and a half. Yep. And then you come to Miami. Yep. How did you get this job? Who hired you to where you are now? So uh, I was fortunate. Um, and again, I guess a big part of this is, is relationships and networking. Uh, fortunate enough to have uh, someone I worked with in Atlanta reach out to someone here. Um and that had formed a relationship, and they were, you know, they were close. So they they talked about a lot of things. They were scouts, so uh, those guys love to talk. And and fortunately, I came up. And uh, uh, when I was uh, when I came here, uh, the they said good things about me. Uh, the scout from Atlanta said good things about me. And so it got uh, got to people here that were uh, that had the capacity to make decisions. Uh, Gary Dembo. Uh, Heidi Rod, Adrian Lorenzo, um, Joe Carroll, all those guys, um, they vouched for me or were able to vouch for me based on yeah. what the scout from Atlanta said. I thought maybe there was a tie with DJ in Vanderbilt. Uh, unfortunately, no. I did not know. I did not know him there um, or know of him there. Right. But, uh, but yeah, that's 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 how it happened. It was it was basically word of mouth, and you know I was able to get in front of people that, like I said, had the capacity to make decisions. And fortunately, they they thought I'd be good enough. I know sometimes it's hard to talk about yourself, but Jordan, you're smart as hell, um, and here you are now, and with a lot of responsibility, uh, you know, downstairs in the clubhouse, interacting with Donnie, his staff, and players on a daily basis. Like, have you figured out what you ultimately want to do? Like, you want to be the next commissioner of baseball? You want to be a GM be, of it? That'd be fun, right? Commissioner? You're, you're well, in for not? that? Why you, not? You want that responsibility? Uh, but what? Yeah. But as you've tailored your career, and you're still extremely young, but you're on obviously the right track have you figured out what you want to do actually let me ask you this you, you've loved the game your whole life you're obviously knee deep in numbers and disseminating information with an entire staff C could you put on a uniform and teach somebody how to do something in baseball like wh where is your you know what i'm saying yeah yeah Wh no, what do you think i think that's important i'm glad you said that because it is something i want to touch on a lot of the information that we give is analytically driven uh data driven information uh, but i think uh the ability to kind of and this is what law school i think helped me with even though i wasn't a traditional i didn't take a traditional path into baseball i think this one of the skills the most important skills i learned in law school was the ability to kind of take large amounts of information and process it and be able to kind of spit it back out in a way that is understandable to right. the audience right and i think that um all the the data we have does no good if we aren't able to properly interpret it and and you know get it to the people that can make the decisions in game. So I think that's a big part and something I take pride in. Um, also spending time um, with scouts as I had for as I have for uh, multiple seasons, um, being able to uh, see a lot, see the game a lot of different ways, and be able to kind of meet people where they are, be able to explain things in different ways, and get across the same point maybe, but be able to do it in a way that, that is uh, receptive to the audience that I'm speaking to. Interesting. So I, okay, I guess now back to my original question, 
where do you where do you want to be in ten years, Jordan? Like, what what is what is the goal now, or are you just going with the wind here and seeing where it takes you, and just going to work as hard as you can to see what comes of this whole thing? Yeah. So for me, I think you know this is uh, if you asked me five years ago where I'd be, you know, this is a lot a lot more uh, uh, insane than I'd ever think that I'd ever would have dreamed. Um, so I'm, I'm having a blast. Um, I think. For me, uh, I'm going to do the same thing I've always done, which was, you know, whether or not I was getting the results I wanted um, to continue to work hard, continue to do what I think um, is going to put me in the best position to succeed and which by in turn puts our team in the best position to succeed. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I don't look at it much farther out than that. Um, I think uh, it, it is important. Uh, representation is important. That is, and I think that uh, it is important as we kind of grow the game and grow the diversity of our game that people uh, see people that look like myself. Um, they see African-Americans. They see uh, people from diverse backgrounds, from non-traditional backgrounds, um, in positions uh, that are visible. And I think that encourages people to kind of, you know, get into the game and from a young level uh, or a young age and right. be able to... Uh, kind of pursue not only the game on the field but the game you know off the field so i think it, it all plays into it and i would be remiss if i didn't ask you because it's black history month um you know 15 20 years ago it's, i don't know if it's much different conversation but there were not many african americans in front offices um in positions of power or however you want to put it um jordan there's a lot of people that have come before you um, but do you feel a responsibility every day you wake up and go work in an mlb front office to make the environment not to say that it's bad at all now because major league baseball has taken incredible steps to allow people like yourself which sounds so bizarre to say but do you feel that responsibility to make sure that the young jordan jackson growing up in atlanta or memphis or washington yep. dc right now has these opportunities and even better sounds wrong but 10 years from now right no i think i think it's extremely important uh, i agree with you mlb's done a great job um, if it weren't for some of the, the things that they put forth and some of the people that work in those offices every day to kind of increase the diversity and the yeah. visibility of uh, MLB to uh, non-traditional communities, um, yeah, like I wouldn't be here. Um, right. So I think, yeah, it, it's very important. And I think it's not just my responsibility or people that look like me. I think it's all of our responsibility right. to try to increase the avenues for participation in the game and in front offices and every aspect of it for uh, diverse candidates, for women, for people that uh, have traditionally been kind of kind of locked out. So, uh, yeah, I think our game's better w when that happens. I was going to say male or female. I don't care what the hell you look like. If you're smart and you belong in an MLB front office, you can make the whole thing better. Uh, maybe the future uh, GM of a big league team. Maybe the commissioner of baseball. I don't know. Jordan Jackson, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks for having me.